Welcome to this week's episode of the Creeptastic Nerds. I'm Justin Vaughn, joined as always by Jay and Tyler Gibson. Hello. All right. Um, first off, first off, uh, I apologize that we did not record for the last two weeks. Um, I a couple weeks ago was my birthday, and I was just kind of down in the dumps, and I wasn't in the right headspace to record. So I was like, "Hey, I'm just not feeling it. I just left town." And some shit happened, and I had to come back the next day. <laughs> yeah, I remember hearing about this. So, we just didn't record. And we could have recorded last week, so you guys could, or, you know, the following week, so you guys could have had an episode this week, but or this past week, but uh, it was just one of those things. I was freaking busy. I, I was wondering that, too, because I was like, well, because I know you guys recorded when I was gone with my knee problem. Still having issues with it. I get told by multiple people to go to the doctor. Um, I refuse to because that's a bill I can't afford right now. And then, what are you doing? Are you battling he, right he, now? He's battling on Pokemon Go. <laughs> and then I knew about that, then your birthday, and then us not doing it last week. I'm like, why didn't we just do it last weekend? So then we had space this weekend because it was raining last weekend anyways. Ah, uh, it was just one of those things, man. It was nice taking the two-week break. Yeah. Like, I still say we need to do the two-week break in July, though. I thought we were only doing the one week when I left. Well, but oh, yeah, it'll be two weeks. <laughs> Stop. Jeez, Tyler. I want to hear from the man tapping his phone loud enough we can hear it in the mic. Okay. It, it, it was nice having the two-week break, and I think sometimes we just need to we do that. We the two weeks, yeah. Uh, I tell you not, not that everything's like creative flowing again or anything like that, because I've been under so much stress. But it, it was nice just having that little bit of break. I can tell you what break. I did last Saturday. I went fishing, then I went home, and I ate some chicken nuggets, and I drank. That's actually what I... Oh, I didn't drink. I haven't went fishing yet. I haven't got my fishing license. But I, I did go fit. I did take Abel fishing. We went down Turtle Lake Road. Uh, and the the current... The water was so choppy, and the current was so strong, you couldn't tell if you were getting a bite. That's how it was with black. So, I was like, man, I was like, let's go down to somewhere... Let's go somewhere else. So I, we reeled in. We lo- I loaded him back up in the truck. We drove down. And I went up over that fucking levee down at Canton Chute and immediately stopped. Like, you see patches of the road, so you kind of knew which way you needed to go. And there was trucks going over, uh, going through, because the other side wasn't flooded. Yeah. But I had him with me. And just in case, I was like, ah, man, I don't, I don't really want to trust it. You know, I don't want to tr- you know, do it and then get, you know, something happened and... I was like, no, fuck that. I was like, I know my brother would do it though. I, I would have. So it wasn't that. There wasn't that issue. Hey, hey, where do you think I got the truck stuck at? Huh. I messaged Anna, and I just snapped a picture to her, saying, "Should I?" What the fuck? <laughs> her response was, "Hell yeah." <laughs> okay, I would have been like, "Hell yeah," but just in case, four wheel driver here. So if you did get caught on something, you can pull yourself over it. Uh, but then I was like, I got, I really got to think about it though, because I have Abel. She goes, oh yeah, I wouldn't do it with Abel then. <laughs> but I was like, then like I dropped him back off the house and like that night I just, I left. I didn't even tell anybody I was leaving. Yeah, I just I left. I heard you leave. Uh, like, where the fuck's like, he going? Abel was upstairs with Lexi talking to, hanging out with Ty, talking to Ty. I don't know what the fuck they were doing, but they were up there and nobody's paying attention to me. So I was like. Fuck this. And I just left. I went to the fucking bar. <laughs> Met up with Megan and Cole and Dad and your mom. And nobody fucking knew I left. I, well, I heard you leave. I pull, I, was dry, I was about to pull up to the house and Abel called me. Where are you at? None of your fucking business, dude. You're, you're an eight, man. I'm a grown-ass man. I don't need to tell you where I'm at. I was like, I'm not home, obviously. That's what you need to know. He goes, no, I just want to know where you're at. You don't need to know where I'm at, dude. I told you the information that you need. That's that's all you need. Yeah. I ran the hell away. And then I pulled up the house, got out, and I went in. And he still wasn't even downstairs. He was, he was still upstairs with Ty. Yeah, see, the one day, because when I had bought this, I had to go get the vape juice out of my truck anyways. And I looked, and I go, my truck's unlocked. Yep. And I turned to Alex because Alex is in his truck and has an avalanche next to mine. I'm like, I hope Justin isn't watching his cameras right now. He's breaking into my own vehicle. Oh, I don't watch my cameras constantly, but they are always recording. That's the reason why I wasn't worried about it. Uh, see, that's a good thing. Sitting in front of my house, it's always recording, and I can see faces from the road. So. But then, 
Smile, you're on candid camera. I do got a big ass yellow that, sign that, that says that. "Smile, you're on camera." Well then, I go to open the door and I open the glove box, and as I'm getting out of the truck, I look in the bed and I go, "Someone's went fishing recently," and I shut the door. Got back in his avalanche, and we went to go fishing. I said, "I know what my brother's doing with my bed right now. What's that?" He's got his fishing gear. How do you know? I seen two poles, a tackle box, and a lot of the shit. There's three poles. There was three poles back there, and my tackle bag. And in my tackle bag I is worms. I have to get rid of that air conditioner at. Uh, oh, don't worry about it. I'm, I'm just going to... I got some shit over there and Hannibal, I'm going to load up. And I'm going to have Ty take it into the scrapyard. I can't scrap, but Ty can? Yeah. See, because that air conditioner is the one that's had upstairs and it grew mold and I'm not going to yeah. clean it. Fuck it. I'm going to scrap it. That told me he's going to get rid of it. I'm going to buy a new one. <coughs> I got to get mine out this week so I can put them in my windows because, you know, it's going to hit 90 degrees and I can't... Uh-huh. I don't have one. So you already hear my air conditioning is upstairs. The single vent that actually puts out air, the one behind the TV, and a fan in my window. Hmm. At least you got that. God, I have two fans I can put in each window if I really wanted to, but I don't need to blow the fuse in my living room. All right, Jay. You ready to talk? Yeah, yeah. Honestly, Tyler, you can probably skip on this episode. The book oh, on this yeah, episode. Because uh, we're like almost we're, we're like almost seven minutes in. And we haven't even talked about our topic yet. No, we yet. talked about you borrowing my truck and how I, caught, how I see the fishing rods in it. At first I thought you got rid of the air conditioner already. I'm like, where the fuck did it go? And I forgot it slides every now and then. And I didn't see it. Slides every like, now and then. It slides all the, all the fucking time. <laughs> I forgot to warn you about that. I don't bungee cable that shit down. I let the shit slide. Oh, it ain't gonna hurt nothing. Well, it's the plastic bed liner. I didn't give a shit. In my car, I gave a shit with the jack. It was cool, right against it. I'm like, ah, oh, hell no. Click, click, done. Uh, yeah, so obviously this week we're going to talk about Scream because we all watched the new Scream movie. I own it on Blu-ray. Uh, so we decided, hey, why don't we cover Scream? Did you hear they're already making another one to go after that? Yeah, probably. It's coming out in October. Because technically the fifth one is not a reboot. It's a requill. It's not a sequel. It's But it's not a reboot. It's basically the original characters, but a new story. It's... The original characters introducing new characters to carry on the series. Yes. So the next one, you don't have to have the original characters. In. I, I don't well, see going... this one, Scream 5, was the first one that was not directed by Rush Craven. Yeah. I know. Very but unfortunate. But I can tell you now that I see them keeping Sydney and Gale as a mentor when they are needed. That was my opinion. Like, easily what they could do is Sam and Terry getting shit again, and they call up Sydney and, like, it's happening again. But yeah, but it's now, happening again. Okay, how about we don't don't talk about that one first? Let, let's start it, let's start at one, man. We're gonna talk about them. We're gonna talk about the first one. Riverdale made a reference to uh, <coughs> Scream One. I'm not surprised. Because the okay, so it's when the guard <coughs> is happening in Riverdale, and you know the scene in Scream One where he climbs up the window after uh, the door got slammed in his face. They recreated that same shit with FP when Alice slams the door in his face, locks the door, and goes upstairs, and he goes, "Someone shut the door in my face," and I go. I don't know, Billy Loomis. Why did that happen? <laughs> and my dad, uh, what do you mean, Billy Loomis? Okay, okay. Watching Riverdale. We're not talking about Riverdale. No, but I was watching it, and my dad walked in. He goes, "What do you mean by Billy Loomis?" I said, "You seen Scream One, right?" He goes, "Yeah, that's Billy Loomis as a biker." We would have been talking about it. Somebody else would... shut the fuck up, Jay. I'm not gonna finish it. But um, Scream One, I will admit, how they started that was a pretty good way of starting it. My favorite part of all the Scream movies, all of them. Was Jamie Kennedy's character. And they got rid of him. <laughs> they killed him. They However, him. in the fourth one... Did they kill him in the fourth one or the third one? I think the it was second the one, one they killed him. Oh, yeah, because the rest of the other two... They have videos of him saying, Alright, this is the rules for this type of movie. Yeah. Rules for surviving horror, horror movies. But it's his character. I loved his character. I thought it was funny, though. Don't ever say, I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, no, my irony in that whole situation is he's saying all these rules. He's doing exactly that when, I think, it, wait, which one was it? Was it Stu or Billy? That was, it was Stu that was walking up on him. Because Billy was fucking around with Sydney at that time. And so Stu was fucking around with uh, his character, Randy. And that's when the TV was on delay in the news van. And he goes, kid, look out. Oh, shit, the 30-second delay. But yet he's talking about all these rules and he's sitting here doing it except for the sex part. And then they introduced that in Scream 3. Oh, by the way, you know what I forgot to do? Huh? What did we do last time we recorded? What? Because it was really echoey, right? Yeah. Because the other mic was turned up. 
So he turned Tyler's mic all the way down. So Tyler this whole time hasn't had his mic turned up. We were still picking you up. But you're going to sound really far away. For the first part. Then I just realized. That's funny. Oh shit. I forgot to turn Tyler's mic back up. <laughs> I'm glad I can be heard. Yeah, don't, don't don't ever say I'll be right back. Always, have, have, always take somebody with you when you leave the room. Um, Don't have sex. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Always, uh, always look behind you. Don't drink and don't do drugs. Always look behind you. <laughs> okay, so let's start out with Scream 1, how it starts the movie. A girl in her kitchen making popcorn on a stove, which they actually still sell. Cool fucking They do. Thing. And phone it's rings. Jiffy Pop, man. Yeah. Then the phone rings. And it's some random guy. Do you like scary movies? What's your favorite scary movie? What's your favorite scary movie? Oh, he asked, do you like scary movies? And then he says, what's your favorite scary movie? Well, then it's just, what's your favorite scary movie after that? Except for in Scream 2, they never asked that. Well, no. Or, yeah, they do. When the dude called her, or Cindy's number when she was in college, because she said, Corey Gillis, and started saying his number, because he had called and said, Hello, Sydney. what's your favorite scary movie? Hold on. Who is this? Okay, so... Hello, Sydney. You know the killer's actual name is not Ghostface? No. That is literally the name of the mask. Yeah. <laughs> the killer in Scream does not actually have a name. They just call him Ghostface? Yeah. Because that's the mask. That's the name of the mask. Yeah. <laughs> but he doesn't actually have a name. No, he's nameless. Now, actually, in the series, they did have a name for the mask. In the TV series, yeah, it's Brandon James. Yeah. It's the Brandon James mask, because I always say Brandon James, Brandon James, Brandon James. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't the Ghostface. They actually had a name for it. But that was the original name for the mask was Ghostface. Yeah. Well, then she's answering questions, gets one wrong, her boyfriend gets murdered. The she's running around, popcorn caught fire, she gets murdered. And that's how the movie started, was with two murders. You know, one thing I always gotta say, I gotta say about Wes Craven, though, is he doesn't shy away from the titties. No, <laughs> Respect to the titties, man. Respect to the titties. Hey, I'm just saying. Titties and beer. Titties and beer. Respect and to the titties. Yeah, Later oh, on. Hold on. I just got those out. I did tell Anna today, I was like, hey, you know the funny thing I thought of today? She goes, Wes, I was like, when I record tonight, I will not have to worry about you teasing me because she's at work. <laughs> she goes, facts. <laughs> Sorry, I just, I just thought and of that. And then it goes on later, kids at school are getting interrogated, everyone's mourning over the loss of Casey Becker and her boyfriend, Steve. And then... Dewey. Dewey. Deputy Dewey. And then they were talking about it and all this was going down and they're asking questions. First off, you automatically knew Stu and Billy was the killer in the first one when they literally talked about hunting and they mentioned the same shit, but they ne- Randy never said anything about him getting asked that question. <coughs> well, when he showed up at the house one time and they, like, they, they attack him where he dropped like, the knife and shit and falls out and then he plays it off like it's not his. No, it was... The phone had fallen out, and he said it wasn't him that called. Didn't he try to play it off like he picked it up outside? Yeah. But what I thought that was kind of funny about but all this. But actually, there were two killers. It wasn't just one person. It's always two. No, always it's two. not. In Scream 3, it was only one. Scream 3 is the only Scream movie that has one killer. Okay, I was going to say, almost on all of them, they have two. Yeah, it two. has to be two. Otherwise, you figure out to kill it really fast. It was only one in Scream 3. But you always have to have two for Ghostface. Yeah. Uh, then, any other one, you only need the one because they, they got some supernatural power. In Scream, that's a nice thing. It, they're not supernatural. supernatural. It's not really a scare. It's not technically a horror movie. It is a, it is a slasher flick. But it's actually a serial killer movie. What I think is funny about that, though, like all this shit's going down. They asked all these questions. You figure out who it is. Did you know, fun fact, their school is actually a community center? Yeah. In real life. Because I was watching, like, he's had the blue <coughs> copy of it. Holy so it crap. What? Hold up. All right, we back to it. Scream 3. Who's the second person next to Nathan Campbell? Where he wasn't even in that movie. Where, where have you seen him? He's in Riverdale. Yeah. I just said this. Yeah, F.P. Jones. Yeah. I said he was a biker. 
I did, not, I did not realize he was in Scream 3. Did, did He's I not in just... the... Wasn't he in the first one? No. He no, was no, in no. Scream He's 1, three. and he was in the newer one. This is Scream 3. I looked up Scream 3. This he is went in 3. Yes, he is. This is the cast for Scream 3 right here. He's not in that movie. I've seen that movie so many times. <laughs> I own it. This is the cast for Scream 3 right here. I just looked that up. Okay, there's times where I have cast members from other movies in it, Jay. Because no. I literally... No, watched... dude, I, I am on Scream 3 only. It's not showing the cast for the rest of them. They didn't right. show Billy in Scream 3. I've seen Scream 3 so many goddamn times. He is not in the movie. They mention his name, but they never show Billy Loomis. Alright, let me see. It doesn't say he played Billy Loomis. Yeah, he is in the first one. He's in the first and the newer one. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm looking it up right now, man. They're going to say his name throughout the series. Scream 3. No, I just flickered. Yeah, it doesn't say he's in it. Literally on the cast for Scream 3 and it shows him. Starring David Arquette, Nev Campbell, Courtney Cox, Patrick Dempsey, Scott Foley, Lance something, Matt Kessler, Jenny McCarthy... Emily Mortimer, Parker Posey. I wonder if he's related to Tyler Posey. I wonder. We'll have to figure that out later. Dion Richmond and Patrick Warburton. <clears throat> Although he may be mentioned in it. His name is Billy Loomis is mentioned in screen. So you may end up seeing pictures or something like that, so he would technically be in the cast. I've seen them before. Besides that point, they mention him because... Uh, Roman mentions that he's the reason why Billy killed Cindy's mom. Anyways. Back to Scream 1. Let's finish Scream 1 up because we're like 20 minutes in the movie, Cindy finds out it was Bill, Billy, and Stu. Which is fucked up because she's she's dating one. She fucked him before she tries to get killed. Before he tries to kill her. He, and she's friends with the other one. Yeah. Like they're all, they're literally just killing people at their school. I think it's okay. What I think is really funny is the lines Matthew Lillard says in that, and where he, she goes, "Oh, Stu, what's your reason? Peer pressure, man." And then when he takes the phone, I'm gonna slit you. I'm gonna cut you up, you fucking bitch. You hit me with the phone, you dick. <laughs> still trying to prove me wrong. Skeet Ehrlich and Matthew Lillard additionally make vocal cameos as Billy Lewis and Stu Merchant who voices Ghostface. Right there, in fucking Scream 3. Okay. It's Mocker. Okay, I just looked up the wiki, man. That's the Wikipedia. That's all I did. Because also Kevin Smith makes came in with Jay Silent Bob. Yeah. In <laughs> Scream 3. Then oh, that's funny. She, I forgot her, that, they, that he was in it. She kills Billy and Stu, because she kills Stu with the TV. It's Lexi, she can wait. She kills Stu with the TV and then stabs Billy. He comes back for the one final scare and she shot him in the head. Uh, Which I think was kind of ironic in this series. They, they always said they come back for one final scare. And every time it's a bullet to the head that kills them. That's, yeah. what, that's what I was trying to figure Again, out. Again though, Jamie Kennedy. I was trying to figure out who the killer was in Scream 3. And Roman, Brid- Roman Bridgers. It's her long lost or half brother. Yeah, that's right. It's her half brother because yeah. that's when her mom was in Hollywood as an actress as Rena Reynolds, and she got fucked three ways from Sunday. I just messaged her said I'm recording. Got fucked three ways from Sunday, and he got he was bur- burst in Hollywood, and she left him in Hollywood, and he found out about it. That's why the whole shit went down like it did. Okay, the second one. Let's second go, let's is jump to the second one here. Sydney's in college, and they made Stab, which is a movie about her in Woodsboro. Two key people get killed at the theater, starts everything up with Sydney again. Dewey comes back, Gail comes back, Jamie Kennedy's there. She has a boyfriend, one of her classmates is the killer yet again, and Billy Loomis's mom is the other killer. And then Cotton Weary's there. I do feel sorry for all of Gail's... Uh, News anchor people that are with her. Because you got to think about it. Her first cameraman died. She, she kind of sacrifices them. <laughs> she does. Because she let Kenny die on the Pajio And she says, get the fuck off my Pajio And just flings his corpse off. But besides point. Scream 2. They come back. Jamie Kennedy is on the phone with the killer, which is Mrs. Loomis. And he talks shit on Billy. Mrs. Loomis killed 
Jamie Kennedy off, which is Randy. Gail and them find out. Cause Jay, the but his up. character is the greatest character. He's a comedic relief in that movie. The reason I say he's the greatest character is because he literally tells them about the situation <laughs> they're in based on scary movies. Yeah. So, he's the first one, in... he literally tells them every fucking rule. Every one of them comes true. Uh-huh. The second one, he tells him every fucking rule. But he dies. Every one of them comes through. Third one, same fucking thing. All of them come true. They never mentioned him in the fourth one. Uh, the fifth one, his niece. Yes. Yeah. Is literally taking his role. Yeah. Like, she's sitting there watching a the movie and she's like... Pulling the same shit that he did in the first one. But in two, she finds out who it is. Her and Gail doing the same shit. Gail got nine lives first off. Bitch has been shot, stabbed. Okay, to be fair, same with Sydney. Yeah, that's because Monica's a bad bitch. <laughs> Sydney, <laughs> Gail, and Dewey. Dewey don't have nine lives. All survived all the original four. I was saying because Dewey didn't survive the, the third one, though. The third one, or the, the fourth one. The fourth one's when she goes back to Woodsboro. The third it's one is some, when some the young girl left to kill her. Yeah, it's her niece or her cousin. Yeah, it's weird. Besides, point back to two, and then she kills Mrs. Loomis after figuring out who it is after fighting in the theater department, which is the best fight scene by far, in my opinion. Other than like the newer one, the best fight scene that can come between like two killers, and her and her brother was cool too, but not as cool as that. Which sit here using the props and shit to kill her. Uh, yeah. Uh, see, I, I always like the screen movies because they show that that is something that could actually happen in real life. Actually, it's based on a and story. They <clears throat> sad thing is, like every movie, they're going after Neb Campbell's character. Yes, Sydney. Yeah, yeah they're going after Sydney. What does Sydney ever do to deserve that? Well, yeah, I think in the first two, Billy was dating, and his mom had hers. Yeah, his mom had left his dad for cheating with Sydney's mom, which is understandable. Well, then his mom went to revenge in two. And well, three was her half-brother who got and, and thrown to curve. be fair, she wasn't putting out the Billy. No. She had she was just a huge 13 relationship. <laughs> sure. yeah. She was just a huge tease to him. So, yeah, he was he was pissed. He, he was blue-balling. Blue but seriously, blue like, all these people were keep coming after her to kill her. I, I do she think it's funny, though. Do to actually deserve it. When they mention the final jump scare again, and Mickey comes up, and Gail and Cindy's just unloading, and Gail's... You can see that Gail's gun doesn't have the bullet. Her slide's back, and then you got Cindy who just goes, click, not in my mind. Like, no matter where she goes, gun. you can't seem to get away from her, because she goes to fucking California where we do that movie. No, Whatever. she goes to California to get away from it, and the movie was being made and caught. Yeah, and, and she, you know, she gets dragged into there. Fucking fifth one, she's off living her life somewhere else and gets dragged back I into do. it. I do think to be fair though, she was called, and she chose to come. She was called by Dewey not to come. And she found out Dewey dies in the new one, and then she comes to help. She was come. already on her on her way. When he when they well, yeah, because called both her and Gail and tells him no, not to come. No, he texted Gail. He called Sydney. Tells him not to come back there. Cause Gail got mad. She got texted. <laughs> and they uh, both fucking come back up. But he, I mean, and the thing is, of course, naturally they're gonna show up. Yeah. Because they're a the survivor. He has one of the greatest lines ever. Well, and when the when the kids which first, is you. You have to the double tap. Yeah, yeah. The fucking rule for zombie. Double tap. I do think it's funny in three though, because like all three, it's killing off the movie cast. Well, then he's going after the originals to try to stop Sydney. I do think it's funny though when she, when Roman's getting shot by Dewey and Sydney goes, "Head, Dewey, head," and he just goes, "Boom, thanks." <laughs> so my question is, because if you hear in the newer one, she's mentioning that Mark and the kids are okay. Is she married to King Cake? Or King Kid from the third one? I don't know. Because his name was Mark. Probably. But then that would be weird because he's like two times her age. So? But besides the point. Because when the kid went and tracked down Dewey, at first he was hesitant. He's like, no. He's like, I'm not. No, no interview. I'm not, get, not getting involved. I do think four, though, was kind of fucked up how they did it because she came back and her cousin planted it in her car trying to make you think it was Cindy that was Dewey. Or but Cindy Dewey even asked her. She's like, what about your boyfriend? Like you always, you always look into your love interest. Well, <laughs> yeah, because look what happened to her. I do think it was funny though. In four, though, they're all trying to figure out who it is, and her and her, 
her and her cousin Kate are trying to run around, and Jill killed her own mom. She goes, I had to kill my own mother for Christ's sakes, after just murdering her partner in crime. Then in the hospital, she goes, I'm going to be the final girl. Like, Clearly dude, not, bitch. You got to be by the kid, man. He's like, look, check this person out. Check this person out. Because like, he like, he's been through it so many times. He's like, this is the people you got to Another funny you. thing like, is, though, is how Scream 4, that final like shot with Jill was hilarious. Because Jill goes, any final words? She goes, yeah, just one. What's that? No. Clear. Clear? Clear. No, my favorite line is the end of the fifth one. <laughs> when Billy Lewis's daughter fucking stabs Don't up fuck fucking, with the Don't fuck with serial killer's daughter. Psycho killer. Don't fuck with serial killer's daughter. No, actually, the best line of that, though, the fifth one, was uh, when she was on the phone with Dewey, or the chick was on the phone with Dewey, and he said, you got a gun? She goes, I'm Sidney Prescott. Of course I got yeah, a gun. Yeah, that's true. I'm Sidney fucking Prescott. Of course I got a gun. I was like, all right, that, that's great. No, I do think Scream 5, how they kind of did that, because you, <coughs> Gail and Dewey kind of dr- drifted away from their relationship and went back into it in Scream 5. But the thing that killed me the most, because I'm comparing Walking Dead with Scream in this scene, is when it's kind of like Maggie with Beth. She found out Maggie was alive. Well, Gail knew Dewey was alive, but Dewey went to the hospital to save someone, and then he, she finds him dead. It's that emotional break between the two scenes that kind of had that connection where Gail gets there and just collapses. With well, because Dewey. Dewey sacrifices himself to save them. Just find out one of them's a fucking killer. Well, because they, he was trying to get them to leave, and they're like, "No, no, come with." He goes, "No, you gotta shoot him ahead. The they're gonna keep coming. They're, they're gonna come right." I back. do think it's funny though when the guy who was the killer, her boyfriend, goes, "Oh my god, it's Ghostface!" Just like, what the hell? That's because I like how it was like. All like the kids of people that were involved in it all them years ago. Yeah. Or related to somebody that was involved into it. Because like the guy who owned the car was related to Stu. Like Jamie Kennedy's niece and nephew and fucking Billy's daughter. The house house that happened all them years ago. Which is an Airbnb by the way. Yeah. The one with Billy Lewis's daughter and her sister and then Then you had uh, Which is the daughter of somebody else that was involved. Yeah, they had different dads, same mom. <clears throat> I know. I was just saying, which is the daughter of somebody else that was involved in the original. and It, it still came together, but I still think Scream 5 had the best storyline that you could have, personally. The first one? The first and the fifth compared together. Yes. Because, like I said earlier, the fifth one wasn't a, wasn't a true sequel, but it wasn't a complete reboot, which is why they call it a requel. Re-cool. Uh, which they actually talk about it being a requel in the movie. Yeah, that's why I like. That's what I like about the movies because, or the screen movies, is because they use all your classic horror, sure. or your your classic horror horror movie stereotypes. They use every last one of them. Uh, and nobody figures that out. Like, there's literally yeah. always a character that Scream, tells them Scream exactly what to was, do. Was a direct sequel to Scream Four. I do think Scream Five, though, how they played it out was cool. Like, I one of my favorite lines. Yes, out Jay, of that. it is technically a sequel. However, they say it in the movie. It's not technically a true. It's not a true sequel. It is a requel. Because it's not a re- reboot well, either. Well, I'm just reading this thing. It says it just says though billed as a relaunch of the film series. Yeah, the film is a direct sequel to Scream Four. It is yeah. the first film in the series not to be directed by Wes Craven. They do make death, very sad. The they film do is make dedicated to Craven. I would say, other than they dedicate him, Judy's son is named Wes, which is supposed to be an homage to Wes Craven. Yeah, it takes place 25 years after the original. Can I say something funny about that other than you smacking your mic with your fucking pop filter? <laughs> um, I think it's funny, though. I was in the theaters watching it. You know that suspenseful music switching scene when he's walking in the house trying to set shit up? And this dude, is, uh, guys behind me go, this shit's just going to fucking throw us off. They're trying to screw us over. And then he turns around and he goes, I fucking knew it. Uh, uh, what, another good scene in that, I'm sorry, is when they're fighting Amber in the kitchen. And they're beating, they're throwing her ass over the table and all this shit. And she gets hand sanitizer in her face. She goes, is that fucking hand sanitizer? And you knew what was going to happen immediately. They're in a kitchen, hand sanitizer, it's flammable. What the fuck she's standing next to? Uh, look, here's, here's my thing, man. Okay. So, in the fifth one, one of the killers is a small chick. Amber. One's a, one's a guy. 
completely yeah. understand the guy. <clears throat> How is this small chick? How do they not realize it's two killers? I don't know. Because there's a height difference. Right. You would notice that. Yeah. You do be the, like that motherfucker when we've seen the one before. Like, is that one taller than the other one? Like, you would notice. Like, even being afraid, you notice more shit. So, how did they not notice? I don't know. No, but I think it's funny after she... And why does nobody ever go for his mask? Everyone goes for his weapon. Actually... Why does no one ever just grab the mask and turn it? Right? Like, they can rip it off. Blind his ass. Well, no. Because if you rip it off, they can see. If you grab the mask and turn it, they can't fucking see. (laughs) But, uh... Or, the classic shot. Go for the fucking nuts. If it's a guy, they'll go down. If it's a girl, they'll be in a little bit of pain. The girl, they're still going to at least pause. So you can still fuck them up. How you still got that little bit of break there to fuck them up. Why did I not realize F.P. Jones was fucking Billy Lewis? <laughs> like, I guess, like, looking at him as F.P. Jones, I just didn't. <coughs> compare, that's what took me back. Well, he doesn't look the same. He, he, he looks way older now. Because now, you know, as F.P. Jones, he got the facial hair and shit. Mm. And not clean shaven like Billy Lewis was. So I didn't. Even and he looks old. Yeah. Realize it was the same person. Uh, another good part about like that whole fight scene is when she's like, she is like strangling you. And she goes, "You can finally pass the torch." And she kicks her, shoots her into the flameless, and he goes, "There, take that torch." Damn, I missed. Yeah. I got it. Don't worry about it. I'm fifty percent on the night. Uh, I still think it's funny though. That whole thing is like. They're like you always. He's always gonna come back. She takes the gun, shot the one, shot her boyfriend, and, it, and then she, Amber came back around, and Tara's still alive. And she goes, "I still prefer the Babadook." <laughs> <coughs> and, well, and okay, after the killers are dead, and the ambulance is there, and all that good stuff, right? Sydney's talking to her, and she's like, "This isn't over." She goes, "Is this ever gonna end?" And she goes, nah, this is just the beginning. Yeah. And then, like, Gail talking about how she's going to write a book and uh, about Dewey. And Sydney goes, I'd like to read that book. And you can see in, like, Sam's eyes, she like, you can see in that facial expression, she goes, I would too. It's kind of like that mm. casual look. Because even though he did want to help them, he still put himself in harm's way to, to help them. Yeah. Because he's the only one in the town that knew exactly what happened last time. Exactly how to survive him, because he survived four other times. Being stabbed four other times. May I add, how the hell is he not dead? You said he don't have nine lives. He got nine lives. <laughs> he got nine lives and then got murdered with two knives. Uh, now, granted, yes, Gail, obviously, she has way more, because she gets shot in almost every one of them. She got... <laughs> my thing is, though, the thing that didn't get me... Shot or stabbed. She gets shot or stabbed in almost every stabbed, one of them. Stabbed or and or... Violently kicks and flies into a pole. So uh, how she survives it all is beyond me. A couple broken ribs. She got uh, some relation scars. <laughs> well, and, the funny. Thing- poor Sydney, like you said, it, they're always going after her. Yeah. Technically, this film they did not. They left her alone. She came back to it. Yeah, yeah. they were they were going after Billy Loomis's daughter. In this yeah. One. You know yeah. what I noticed though? Every single time she gets attacked, it's in the same fucking spot since Scream Two when she got shot. Hey, I got a question, though. When did Billy have a kid? Before he met I, Sydney. I have no idea. They were in high school. He fucked some random bitch in high school. Which meant he had a kid while he was still a senior, before he was a senior in high school. So I have no idea. But if he did, they would have been way older by now, you would have thought, because that was 25 years ago, so you think the kid would have been like, when he was in high school. But, okay, technically they never tell her age. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know when he supposedly had this kid with this person, but... I said they never actually tell her age. So you don't know exactly how old she is. Sorry. Now, would it be nice to actually know exactly how old she is? Fuck yeah. Yeah. She's hot. She is pretty hot. But she don't live in the town no more, so you figure she have to be at least a little bit... She has to be over at least 18. Yeah. But that's that's the only thing I just didn't like. The timelines just didn't match up too well. I think it like is. if they could explain that she is twenty five years old, that means Billy at least had her when when he was in high school. You know, the year he you know that happened. Yeah. Because uh, <clears throat> you know he was getting asked from somebody. Yeah. Well, obviously he had a daughter. Clearly. Well, uh, Sydney wasn't putting out to him, so. But yeah, I, I just noticed that when I was rewatching the movies again. 
Every single time Gail got attacked, when she got kicked, it was in that one rib. Got shot, the same rib. She goes, oh, it just grazed my rib. Well, in the third one, she got shot in the same rib, or got injured in the same rib. Dude, she can't have a rib left, man. Her rib's got to be like... And then she gets stabbed like, in the same rib. All made of plastic one, now or some shit. The exact like, same part is the exact same rib. She's got to have like fake Titanium. ribs. Titanium. She's got to have like some fake ribs in there. Right just ricochets out of her body. Titanium. I'm alive, bitch. Oh, shit, that's the other person I was supposed to live. But, yeah, man, it's just... It's insane though the fact well, that I mean, how, Sydney, how often she gets fucked up. Sydney's body went through hell too. I mean, yeah. Oh, dude. And the shit. thing is, like, Sydney's been stabbed, shot. Where she has not been stabbed and shot as much as Gail, Gail has. But enough. But she gets beat up. Yeah. She gets the shit kicked out of her in every mm-hmm. single movie. Like In a car accident once. Like how how do y'all how do y'all bodies not full of metal? <laughs> <laughs> I got a metal knee, a titanium rib, and know. Dewey. Like you can at least with him, you can see how this affected him. Yeah. Technically, there's more affecting him than that because the relationship with Gale and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But you can see all this affected him. Yeah, I do think it's funny though. At the very end of the movie, when they're trying to take her to the hospital, she, she turns around and goes. Can we go to? Can you take us to a different hospital? Because like he he he's not even a cop anymore. Like he he got he, he got fired from the force. Yeah, he got fired from the force and shit. Like he like it took a toll on him. Yeah, there is a deleted scene though about that. In like the movie, if you watch the Blu-ray copy, there's a deleted scene where Judy's at Dewey's trailer talking to Dewey when they get the call about Sam at the hospital about how there's been another attack at the hospital. And shit. And then that's when he says to Judy, "You better go do that. You better go check on that then." But that's my point, though. Like, it, you can actually see with him that's taking yeah. effect on him. Yeah. So you're not getting. You get the time lapse, but where the other two have kind of moved past it. You know. Well, that, Sydney that, went and had family. Gail. Gail's now, town. you know, now somewhere else. That's you right. know, on TV. Gail and Sydney both also got Woodsboro. They yeah. Stayed there. Where Dewey stayed there. Well, technically, he left and came back. So. I do think it's kind of cool, though, when you first see Dewey's trailer that you see Tatum's ashes. The, the thing is, too, though, like, all the screen movies do not take place in Woodsboro. They switch locations. Because the first one obviously takes place in Woodsboro. The second one takes place in Sydney's College. Woodmore College. Uh, I can't Third one takes place in California. California. Fourth one's back in Woodsboro, and the fifth one's back in Woodsboro. So most of them are. There's a couple that aren't. But it kind of follows her wherever she's at. But obviously, she's moved past it. She's ha- she now has a family. Yeah. Uh, Gail's on TV, nas- national TV. Well, obviously, it hadn't happened in 25 years. Yeah. But they're still on high alert for something to happen. you got to think, though, that Sydney's always prepared. When she opens the trunk to her car and has two handguns in a case with clips. Like, she never leaves well, without them. Uh... I mean, to be fair. She didn't leave her house without her pistol, and clearly that came in handy when she shot the killer. <coughs> well, it's a lie, because this, this took 25 years after the first one happened, but apparently it happened after that, several times after that <laughs> first time. Because they had four other movies, yeah. <laughs> three other movies before this one. I don't know that line, though, that she <coughs> says, I can't remember what she says to Roman before she shoots him. Oh, it's your turn to scream, asshole, and then unloads most of her gun. How does she still have ammo left when she goes to fire it again? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it would be nice to have more information on the whole Sam. Billy Loomis and the daughter thing. The, the, like, the timeline, exact timeline. That that'd be a little bit better. Because the only thing you really get is that the new sheriff was a sheriff from when she was a kid, or deputy from when, when was, she was deputy a when she was a kid. Now she's sheriff. Now that check sheriff, uh, and they had issues. That beef. You know, she was a troubled kid. That deputy had issues with her. You know, that whole thing. Uh, but, you know, just the, just a little bit of timeline would be great. I don't need the whole backstory, but a little bit of timeline would be great. Yeah. Because obviously Sydney knows about her being Billy's kid. I wonder if Billy didn't tell her at one point, hey, I had a fling, she got pregnant. So... You know, when exactly did that happen? Are you looking it up, Jay? You're like, I gotta find this shit. Oh, I was just trying to see.
Because, I mean, like I said, if she's at least 25, then we know she was born the year that happened. Yeah. Or, or yeah, Billy it would have to be at least then. Yeah, because Billy... Oh, yeah, because it would have to be while he was the senior before. So she'd probably have to be at closer to 30. Yeah. But... They don't remember. It says that Sam learned as a teenager her biological father, or Billy Loomis was her biological father. She learned as a teenager that he was her father. But yeah, but it never talks about her age. I'm pretty sure she's old enough to drink. But it never talks about it. I just like how they start Not that it matters. It's a high school party. There's, there's alcohol. Yeah. I like how they start off Act 3, though, with Amber killing her friend. Because she goes, she kills Lynn, and she goes, I'm not the fucking killer. Yeah, I know. Pop, okay. <laughs> Shit. And, and here's the deal, man, okay? So if, like, <coughs> me and Jay decide one day we're, we're going to go on a killing spree like that, I'm never going to be in the same place as Jay. No. And it doesn't matter about the final fight scene because they always come together. Why? Why don't you just... One of y'all never come around. So kind of like TV show where the one went around and was playing the good like, guy. While you're... After. By all means, while you're terrorizing everybody, cool. Because you're going to need both of you. But why? Because you're going to have to be able to keep the heat off yourself. Well, that's what they did. But that final fight scene... Well, y'all just don't come around. That's what they did in the movie. The show, technically, he didn't come around as the killer. He came around as the girl f- or the boyfriend of the girl. And then finally, they to find be out fair, the second season. I only watched the first season. And it focused a lot on the original killer. It was... And not... Like... It, the problem with having that as a TV series is you dr- you have to drag it out. Where in a movie, you know, two hours later, it's wrapped up. Mm-hmm. But you can see the time lapse of days. In the TV show, it's you, you just have to stretch it out too far. And then it gets boring. Well, in the second season, it's kind of like that. But it's them trying to figure out how the killer's back. Because they killed Piper. Her body's missing. And they never found it. And da 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 but that was that was always my issue with the TV show. It wasn't that it was a bad TV show. It was just they drug it out it too out, far. Yeah. Uh, if they would have, you know, wrapped it up like a couple episodes sooner, great. Yeah. But they didn't, and it just they stretched out too fucking far. All right, leave us a five star review on Apple Podcast. Yes, please do. Can't say that enough. Uh, reach out to us on Twitter at Creeptastic Nerd. Or Facebook and Instagram at the Creeptastic Nerds, because I run the Instagram, because yeah. it's attached to my Instagram. Uh, and be looking out for another podcast that should be starting here soon. I don't know exactly timeline when it's going to start. Called Accountability. Okay. So Tara, the younger sister, is eighteen. Okay. Because I lo- I looked up, I was like, who is Sam Carpenter's mom? Because I was trying to figure out who her mom was. Christina Carpenter, who was unseen, resident of the world. She was in California. The mother of Samantha Terry Carpenter and screen removed. During the events of the film, she's away working in London. So her 18-year-old daughter home alone. So that means, so then, then Sam's got to be... 30. You know, 20s, 30s. I'd say at least mid-20s. But like Dustin was saying, look out for a new podcast. We don't know when. I don't know exactly when it's going to drop. It's all kind of to my dad because it's my dad's idea. Accountability, and he wants to bring us in on it. Yeah. So he still wants us to be host. I don't know why. I don't know. It's his, it's his podcast, but he needs your he help. He started talking to me about it, and he goes, I don't know how to record or anything. I was like, you technically got all the equipment you need. You just got to come here. No, he, he no, he has all the equipment at his at your house right now to oh. record. He got a board. He oh. got mics. He got a computer. True. He got everything he needs to record. But he likes our mics better. But he doesn't know how to do it. Yeah. I was like, well, I could teach you how. It's not hard. Because uh, I don't know if I have time to do that kind of research 
to act, you know. Most of his stuff is Okay, so, so apparently expensive. sometime in October of 96, she cheated on her boyfriend with Billy Loomis. Hmm. <laughs> okay. So did Billy cheat on Sydney with her? Probably. Billy's probably just one of the man whores. <laughs> I like how we kind of started doing our outro and Jay's still looking up shit information. <laughs> I need more information. <laughs> Jay is like the, the, the knowledge uh, expert here. But yeah, our dad, our dad's trying to figure that out, and he he pitched some ideas what he's wanting to cover, and yeah, said, oh, and a lot of it, it is who do you hold accountable kind of stuff. Yeah, and by all means, I mean I have no issue with that. Uh, I was just saying you. I don't know if I have that kind of time to do the research. Yeah. So during the episode, I'm going to be doing research as we're sitting here. That that sounds about right. I would be doing the same (laughs) thing, and I live with him. (coughs) I may live in the upstairs apartment, but I still live with him, and I will be doing the same thing. We really got to go back to taking notes when when we're watching movies and stuff. We do. Charmed is one of them shows you have to do that with. I have not done any of that. It's easy to keep up on something. I am halfway through, though. I'm powering through, man. I really am. The problem is I get bored really easy. So, like, I'll be watching one episode and as soon as it's boring, I start playing on TikTok and then I'm like three episodes past and then I go back and rewatch them because so, yeah. like, I have no idea what the fuck's going on. Apparently, it was either shortly before or during his mass killing spree. Oh. So, yeah, he was he cheated on... Sydney. Sydney with her, oh. apparently, during that time. Okay. Damn, I'm talented. He was being a man whore. Okay. So how many other bitches he fucked in? Well, he only got the one kid, so... They probably they could have easily put them up for adoption. I don't know. I guess we'll find out in Scream 6. <laughs> find out Billy had more <laughs> yeah. kids. She was born in 97. Oh, yeah. So it was after... She was born after that, so she got to be at least 25. She was born in late summer of 97, and Tara was born in 2002, so... And huh. Tara was 18 when this was all going down. She was born when? 97? Yeah. The 20s. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Makes sense. Now, yeah. now, now we have a little more information there. So, the ne- the more you yeah, know. Yeah, 25. 24, 25. Yeah. Makes sense. Like I said, now we have a little bit more information, though. Yeah. That helps. That kind of helps, yeah. Uh, a better understanding, at least. So, when I was camping, that's right. I just... Oh, are you explaining what you told us? No. Or the, okay. No. Uh, I was trying to make sure. I, I, I get down in the dumps around my birthday, because, like I see a lot of other people, and this is a jealousy thing, and I can't help it. Uh, but their parents still, as adults, will make sure that their birthday's special. Right? I mean, just the way it is. Yeah, I mean, people actually wish me a happy birthday. I was one of them. I remember that much. I usually do. Five. Obviously you. Dad, because I was at Charles' house. Yeah. Aunt uh, Mindy. No. Aunt Mindy didn't say no. she did. Nope. Uh, my mom called me. Anna. Okay. Oh, my bad. My bad. Lexi. And then Mom and Kim actually posted on my Facebook, Happy Birthday, after I posted Happy Birthday to her. Because our birthday is the same day. Uh, so, six people. Yeah, I, I usually do, and I actually didn't this year. For some reason. But when I took it off my Facebook, nobody remembered my birthday. I knew, I, I did, but I, I don't know why I didn't say happy birthday, though. Which, man, it's fucked up. I think maybe Christina, so less than ten. Yeah. Out of our big-ass family. Half our family didn't even... Say happy birthday to me, anyways. So, because I was a little irritated. That could have been. So, but while I was camping, while I was camping Saturday, uh, before I came back to town because the shit that happened out there, um, I was actually walking through the woods. I was actually recording a TikTok. I was actually talking about it, and I deleted it because it would have pissed a lot of people off. Yeah. Uh. You did get mentioned. Not that you've done anything. It was just the idea that for your 21st, your parents are taking you to Vegas. For my 21st, Dad didn't even acknowledge it. Jesus. 
my 21st, Aunt Mindy acknowledged it. I had a shot with Aunt Mindy at her house. Because she didn't have money to go out, but she had alcohol at her house. She told me, if I stop by, we'll have a drink. She made me drink at her house. My mom took me to one bar. Jay couldn't go to the bar with me. Jay wasn't yeah, well, going to <laughs> So I can't fault Jay for that. Uh, but and we drank a shit thing <clears throat> after that. Because I was old enough to buy. <laughs> <laughs> so it worked out. But nobody acknowledged it. But Damon, big ass fucking party that your parents paid for. Yeah. You. They're paying, paying to for, go to Vegas. They're paying for that, but I'm paying for the rest of my shit. But they're, they're still t- they're still paying to take you to Vegas. Yeah. They're not paying to take me to Vegas. They're also paying to take Damon to Vegas. No, Damon's paying for his shit. Th- your mom already said she paid for y'all's room. Yeah, she paid for the room. That's still eight hundred bucks. True. Yeah, the rooms were cheap. Cheap. They ain't paying for nothing for me to go. If I want to go, I have to pay for myself. That, that was that was the whole thing. Like, I understand. Like, there is a difference. But why do I have to be treated like a second-class citizen? I don't know. That, that was the whole thing. And I, I realized people are going to listen to this, and they're going to realize exactly what, what irritates me around my birthday. Like, from the time I was 12, I didn't have a birthday party anymore. I haven't had a birthday party since I was 12. So by the time I hit adult age, I quit celebrating my birthday. Because mm-hmm. it wasn't significant enough... For any to warrant anything, like I remember being at Jay's 16th birthday party, it got ruined because of Joyce. How'd that happen? Because their birthdays are right there next to each other, so they were throwing a joint birthday party for him down at Aunt Sheila's. Aunt Sheila made Jay this really nice cheesecake for his birthday, and Joyce invited a lot of people that ate every fucking thing. So nobody else got anything. Jesus. <coughs> but I remember being there. That's <laughs> all that matters. Not you. I sure don't know. <laughs> but when you turned sixteen, all right, your first car. Dad made sure you had a nice ass car, right? You Man. may have had to finish painting it off, but he paid the majority of it. Uh, Damon. Dad paid for a Damon's truck. Damon had to technically paid the rest of it off, but he still paid the majority of it. You know what my car was? A $75 car that didn't run. Jesus. My first car? That was- had rotted brake lines and rotted tires, so I couldn't have fucking drove it. My first car was to. a $500 pickup truck that had three gas tanks. They all leaked. You can only, <laughs> you can only put... You could only put like so much gas in the one tank you could use. The heat was stuck on, so we rolled down the window down in the middle of a blizzard because we dying heat. Oh man, fuck! Heat worked great though. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Dude, we just to be cruising down the street. We had the window down. It was snowing like a motherfucker. Like, Jay, what, Jay didn't even have his license yet, so I drove his truck. Yeah. Because <laughs> Dale, Dale got a good deal on it though. Yeah. So he he bought it, figuring well this is gonna be Jay's truck, and I had a license. Jay didn't. So, when we wanted to hang out, we just took Jay's truck. <laughs> oh, yeah, he worked like a camping that bad. Like I said, it'd be blizzarding outside, dude. You couldn't see. Like, yeah, I had the window go down. What chance did we go to in the wintertime? It was super fucking cold and fucking snowing. And, like, we're sitting there in hoodies. And you could visibly see sweat rolling down our faces. <laughs> Jesus. Including Andrea, because I was with Andrea at the time. So she was sitting, she's riding middle because, you know, me and Jay ain't riding next to each other. <laughs> so she's riding middle and she was like, I'm fucking dying. We're like, so are we. We just start cranking down the fucking oh windows. Dude, and of course, first you crack the windows, see if that helps. That didn't help. Windows went down a little bit further. A little bit further. A little bit further. Then we're riding with the fucking window down and our arms hanging out the fucking windows. It's fucking snowing. <laughs> yeah, it was bad. <laughs> Jesus. That was just to cool off. As soon as you start getting cold, you roll the window up a little bit and the fucking heat just man, blasted you out again. Because it was stuck on you. Couldn't turn it off. <sighs> and it, could, it could be worse, man. We tried. We tried to find a way to get to turn off. Uh... Remember Cole's Tempo? His, his $5 car? <laughs> it cost him more to license it than it did to actually buy the car. Jesus. <laughs> well, because the shot, Kurt, 
Shot and Kirk was having this big old day one day. They they did it. They used to do it every year where they'd have different cars at different price points. So they'd have a really they'd have a nicer car at five dollars and a really shitty car at five dollars. First person put their hand on it and get it for five dollars. You get that car for that five dollars. So Cole bought a Tempo. Mind you, he didn't have a car. He didn't have any other car at the time. So hey, it worked. It was a two door fucking Tempo. And it's a five speed. Of course, none of us could fucking drive it because none of us knew other than Cole how to drive. Well, a I think speed. we were there getting Megan a car. He was yeah, Megan car. And then like they were like five dollars for Tempo. <laughs> Nick, you sent Nick around over after it and shit to touch it first get it for five dollars fucking four tape on that's when Megan bought that blue car yeah that blue car she, that she ended up selling it to her dad or he ended up to, I don't know however, however it worked but Melissa ended up with it and like the driver window didn't roll down in it and but like Cole's car you couldn't you couldn't adjust the heat at all cause they took the control out of it uh-huh. they took the radio and the control for the heat I don't understand why but they like jumpered the heat, so you t- could technically control it. You just had to figure out which, where you had to move the jumper to control it, and we just never bothered with it. He didn't keep it that long; it was, he only uh, had it for like six months. Yeah, we didn't have very long. <laughs> That's new. <clears throat> it was just funny because he was five dollars, and it cost him more to license it. It cost him like two so- two hundred <laughs> something for the license it, and he paid five dollars for the car. <laughs> I wish they did that in this day and age. That'd, that'd be great. Seems had you know, our lot's overflowing, and they're complaining of an inventory shortage. Mm. Well, this is a used lot over there. They had their Shot Kirk Kia used lot now. Before, before it was Kia, Kia was there. Here's the deal with Shot Kirk now, though. They're, they will literally buy anything. Yeah, I know. With And then sell it at top dollar. Which meant if I had my title clear, I could actually take it into them, and they would probably buy it. I'd have to take it on a trailer because I ain't drive. I can't drive the motherfucker in there. Yeah. I don't know why they'd want to buy it. It's going to the junkyard as soon as I pay the title them. I can't send it now because, you know, the whole I got. I don't have title for it. Yeah. And I haven't paid the title loan because I keep thinking well, maybe they'll just come get the motherfucker, and then I ain't got to worry about <laughs> it anymore. No uh, then the title loan's taken care of because they got the car. They still ain't fucking come got the damn thing. I ain't paid the title in like three or four months. Damn. They still ain't come got the motherfucker. <laughs> it's like, how are they not just coming to take the fucking car? Great if they drive by, they see all the trash in it. They're probably like, nah, we're going to wait. <laughs> we'll let that clear out first. Uh, that's pretty funny, though. You got to admit. Uh, no, actually, this week, because with Eugene having the dumpster now, he's been letting me take my trash over. And just throw it in the, in the dumpster, so I don't have to pay for trash anymore. Because uh, he does it at his house too. Like if they have more trash than he can fit in his trash can, he'll just take it down the shop, throw it in, in there. Yeah. Uh, because we've been remodeling so much, we we had to get a dumpster. So, the first couple of weeks he's had it, we filled the dumpster full of trash from these apartments. Well, this week, it's almost completely empty. So I was like, Lexi, this is the perfect time. Tuesday, when I get home, pull all the carpet out of the attic, throw it in the back of the truck. Wednesday, when I go over, we'll empty the truck into the fucking dumpster. So my truck's coming in handy from what I'm hearing. Well, I, I, if that was the case, so I would just use Eugene's for the same thing. Because I can't, I can't get rid of my trash until the day before he gets ready. Until the day before the dumpster gets empty. That's the rule. I'm cool with that rule. Because I can wait till Wednesday to get rid of my trash. Don't bother me. But I have to do it Wednesday because I can't guarantee I'm going to get in town soon enough before they come get the trash. So <laughs> there's a couple times I pulled in as they're getting the dumpster. So that's fair. <laughs> so why do you have to wait and put your trash on there? Uh, that way, if we need to throw anything away. You know, for the business, we have room. Uh, he also told the na- the neighbor business, because that guy has a dumpster too, but it's really tiny, and he does the same work we do. Eugene said, hey, if I got room in my dumpster and you need a little more, just toss it in there. It's no big deal. Because we used his dumpster quite a few times, and he actually said something to us like, hey, uh, I understand why you guys do it. 
he goes, but I really need you to quit doing it because you guys are filling the dumpster and I can't, I can't throw away my stuff. So it's like, all right, that's fair. And he only gets rid of his like every couple of weeks. So, <clears throat> hey, it works. Just like uh, we started mowing here in town. So Eugene's actually helped me twice. He's mowed mine, Anna's, and her mom's. Because then we got the garden over there. Like this far from the dog, dude. <laughs> like this far from the fucking dog. I'm not, I'm not even shitting you. I'm not shitting you, dude. I fucking stood right where the mound is for the where the dog's at. And I was like, we cannot go right here. There is a dog buried here. Yeah. And Eugene said, all right, so we'll just go right here. So it's right there. Damn. <laughs> he was telling it up. And, you know, you have to, like, rake out the grass and stuff. So I was taking the grass, and I was like, cause remember how I said, man, I'm hoping I got it deep enough. But that big-ass box is going to sooner or later collapse. So I start piling shit up. I start piling more <laughs> of that up on there. Because I know it's going to collapse. It's just a matter of time. Yeah. So I was like, well, now I at least have a little bit of cushion. So when it does, it just should just drop down and not have a hole there. To where I have to worry about how am I going to get dirt. I can just, it's already there. <laughs> you see I, I try to think ahead a little bit yeah okay again five star review on that podcast yes, please. we're already an hour into this here um, reach out to us on twitter <laughs> at creeptastic nerd uh, or you can reach us on facebook or instagram at the creeptastic nerds or you can always email us the creeptastner at gmail.com. And we'll be back with you guys next Get week. Up with that. See you.